How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, welcome back. We uh, took another week off there, but whatever. That's fine. Today we are finally completeting our Batman movies. Uh, watching our Batman game. movies because we had another one. We had Hush come out last month. And so we haven't... We did. We reviewed it a little bit a few weeks ago when right. it came out. But uh, we're going to sit down and watch it to complete all of the Batman films. So that's kind of exciting, I guess. We'll have all, guess, the, yeah. all the Batman films done. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll be caught up until... I should be more early now, do we? Yeah, who knows? Um, not really sure when another one's going to be out, so we'll see about that. Uh, we'll talk movie swap also in just a second, but first off, we actually have a ton of uh, ton of news going around. Oh, do we? Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Well, one, the Joker movie uh, uh, sure. is coming out in a month, and so it's it apparently has won all kinds of awards at whatever film festivals that it's been going through. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting for the most part. I mean, it's very controversial, apparently. Um, I guess you kind of we kind of knew that was going to happen with a movie about you know a psychotic mass murderer, but yeah. Um, I just think it's I think a lot of that's ridiculous. But oh uh, sure. Anyway, so but yeah, it's it's getting for the most part. It's getting really good reviews of the the review reviewers who aren't, you know, triggered by it. So, right. I mean, of course they're saying all the things we kind of expect about, you know, Joaquin is amazing, which I don't think anyone was expecting otherwise, but no, no, it, it's, yeah, it still hasn't gotten me really excited to see the movie because again, it's like, I care about the movie itself and whatever plot it might have. It's like, again, show me hit this Joker in a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and I'll be over the moon, you know? Yeah, and uh, apparently it, Todd Phillips has already said he doesn't expect this Joker to be meet Robert Pattinson's Batman, which how can it? This is taking place in the 70s. Yeah, so. and and that's the problem is like, I, like I'm, I'm already starting to get Joker. I'm definitely, Har- I'm for sure Harley Quinn, like overexposed. I'm, I'm over Harley Quinn. Oh, me too. I want to I break from her, but I'm about to be Joker now, which is sad because he's my favorite villain of all time. So it's like, if we have this... And then we have a new version that they announced because they're going to want to have a new one for the new Batman series. It's like, that's like four Jokers in the last like 10 years. Like we're going to yeah. get into the Spider-Man situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's not, it was not a why n- none of the stuff was, was smart or wise at all. But anyway, the movie yeah. will come out and who knows? We'll, we'll see it. We'll, we'll see. Um, Apparently, there was a cool thing of Christian Bale getting asked about the Joker movie and Robert Pattinson. I saw, uh, yeah, that was all over Twitter, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, Christian Bale is just really classy, and you know, he's really cool about it. I'm everybody's pointing out, they're like, dude, everybody is just skipping over the Jared Leto Joker, which <laughs> I, you know, I'm glad because I mean, he wasn't even in, you can't even give him one movie, he was, he was in like 10 minutes of one movie, so right, it didn't count. Yeah, that but, was, uh, that was but no, he no, he he was cool about it, and he's a really good sport. Yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, 
Robert Pattinson talked for the first time on the role of Batman in his uh, Variety interview, which is pretty cool. It was mostly about other stuff because the lighthouse is coming out. Um, But he talked. Do what? I do want to see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's going to be good too. Um, But anyway, it seems pretty interesting. Just him, just just hearing him say anything about it is is cool. And... Yeah, I mean, I mean, from what he said, um, the the main thing I took away from this is that apparently Matt Reeves has been trying to do Batman for a really long time now. Yeah. So I, I found that pretty encouraging. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like everything he said in it just it felt really, I don't know, it felt like they were both genuinely excited about this character, and it wasn't kind of like, well, who's this Batman guy? Like, you know, it, it was great to hear like you know Robert Pattinson not try to be all like method acting, like oh, I've never cared for this character, but I'll right. approach him like any other. No, it was like it was like two guys who were really excited to finally do his character and been working for it for a lot of years. So again, just more encouraging stuff. Yeah, and just how he's talking about doing the screen tests and everything with with yeah. the bat suit and all that. So that's which is always exciting. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, can't wait to see the first sure. image. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's crucial. Be awesome. A bat suit. It it is. It do is. Do the white eyes. Do the white eyes, please. So I've heard a lot of people jumping on the no wide eyes bandwagon recently. I mean, I, I get it because especially with how expressive Robert Pattinson, his acting is. But I mean, I, I get why they don't do it for the most part because they're kind of. But you can it. animate that now. Yeah, I know. The problem isn't like pulling off. I think the problem is like just they take away from the actor a little bit, like what they can really show off, you know. Just watch Deadpool. I know, I know, dude. It'd be it'd be great, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do it. Yeah, I'd, yeah, but I'd be disappointed. Uh, the other thing with the uh, Batman thing is apparently there were uh, plot points that leaked for really? uh, or there's rumored plot points that leaked for the uh, for the Batman. Of course, uh, of course, these are just rumors that came out, but uh, uh, the rumors are that. It's going to be like Batman's going to be trying to get to the bottom of a case kind of that's around like strain, like there's strange murders going on and he's trying to figure out, uh, you know, all about them and it's going to send him to different villains around the city in his process of trying to track down the murders. And so, and, and apparently each will kind of give him a different you know, bit of information that kind of moves him on to the next thing. So it sounds, again, it sounds very detective based. Yeah. I like and, it. and so of course, and that's one of the reasons for the amount, the amount of villains that are rumored to be in it, which are as of now, penguin, Riddler, Mad Hatter, Catwoman, Firefly, and two face. Oh, wow, so yeah. it sounds almost like the, like it sounds kind of like Arkham city. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah exactly what it sounds like. Which is a brilliant idea, because yeah, on top of anything else, I mean, so many people have played that game, You're in, that's immediately familiar of a style for oh, yeah. all those people that have played the game as well. Yeah, the, the game is, I, I played it, because I played the first two, I think I, no, I played the first three, yeah, I played a little bit of Origins, but no, like the game is great, I mean, it feels like just a basically a more mature kind of gritty animated series universe. And um, yeah, cause that's a great idea because I, I remember hearing that Ben Affleck's script was originally going to be like the first game where it all kind of takes place in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. So, and now, and that sounded like a great, um, 
great story, especially, you know, with him directing, but unfortunately right. it never happened. But so that'd be great if they, you know, it actually kind of, we finally got to see what that looks like, but even Arkham city has a storyline, which is more yeah, expansive, involves more people, more locations. So that'd be, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. So again, those are just rumors that came out, but if, if, you know, if that says anything, it just, it sounds like it's on the right track or, yeah, or cause, a good track. Cause, uh, cause the script is done as I've, as far as I know, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that they finished it, and then they're hoping to shoot by, like, early 2020, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Yeah. So, we'll see. And then uh, another thing, not Batman news, but DC news, apparently the next Suicide Squad movie is fully cast. Because apparently yeah, they, they had a, a table read. So Oh, wow. I'm they surprised just... that they have not announced anything. Yeah, it feels like they're just, like, steamrolling this thing. Again, yeah. I, I don't know why we're, we're getting another suicide, well, a reboot Suicide Squad. But, so but it's a reboot with the same characters, so I, yeah. don't, I don't get it. I mean, I mean there, there's some new ones. I've heard, like, King Shark will be in it and some right. different ones. But, yeah, like, some of the cast, I, like, kind of, we didn't talk about this, but there's a lot of weird. I mean, some of it is kind of classic James Gunn, like, all the people he works with. But, mm-hmm. yeah, some of it's been weird. But, um, yeah, that's, that's surprising. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's it's weird, but anyway, so we'll see if we hear anything about that. Oh, and up. there was a uh, there was like a a leaked online trailer for Birds of Prey, like the first trailer, but it only came out like in the Ukraine or something. But I saw it on YouTube, and it, granted, it was in Ukraine, the footage, and it it does not look good. Oh, I mean, I only saw the teaser. Um, I didn't know another one had come out. Which uh, which teaser? The one is it the one where yeah, they, like they introduce it. And it looks like it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw that. Yeah, um, I got I got a little cringe vibes from it. Like yeah, it, it it looks terrible. So <laughs> there's nothing more to say about that. We don't we don't care. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's all for the news. So now let's move on to movie swap. It's been a while yes. now since we've done that. So. Uh, if you guys remember, this is Movie Swap 6, I think. Already, right, And yeah. so the first, let's see, the first few that we've done, at least the first six that I've watched, that Ian has told me to watch, has been Gross Point Blank, Mask of Zorro, Inside Man, Leon, um, The Professionals, Seven Psychopaths, and then Whiplash is the most recent one. So... I guess we. You had me watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, you had me watch. Uh, Real Genius. Was uh no Fletch Real Genius, The Sure Thing, A Few Good Men. Uh oh, God, what's it called? Um, Primal Fear. Mm-hmm. And then this week was uh Memento. Finally, yeah. Yep. So we'll go ahead and talk about our ones for this week. So Ian, you want to start with finally watching your favorite director's first movie for some uh, reason that you hadn't seen? Well, I mean, not his first movie, but his his I first mean, real movie. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that put him on spot. This is the one that got him Batman, and rightfully so. But my God, where do I even start with this movie? I mean, maybe you should start from the beginning. Or I mean, the end. I mean, the middle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like it's because again, yeah, I'd never seen this movie, which you know is inexcusable. But there's there's kind of like reasons for it. One is always nice, like having a Christopher Nolan movie I haven't seen yet, and like 
having one available. Whereas now I have to wait for the new one like everybody else and it kind of sucks. But um, the other part is, unfortunately, I'd heard somewhere years ago, part of the twist, I'd heard the part about him accidentally overdosing his wife on her insulin for diabetes. So I was like, oh, man, I got it spoiled for me. But dude, even knowing that, I had no idea, like, what was going to happen, like, where the movie was going. Because, like, like, you know, as soon as he starts talking about the, the, the background story about the Sammy guy, I was like, okay, I know where that's going. But where the heck is everything else going? And so, luckily, I didn't have the whole movie spoiled for me. But it, it really shows you that even with that, like, being spoiled, I was still... I mean, I can't remember the last time I was like this engaged in a movie where it's like as soon as the first scene happens, you're like, what? What is this? I have to find out. And like every scene, <laughs> you're just trying to like piece it together. Like I'm trying to think of the last movie where I was like this engaged. I mean, of yeah. course, it's kind of biased because he's my favorite director. And I pretty much love all of his movies other than like Insomnia and maybe Falling. Yeah, in- but, Insomnia uh, is the weak one for me. Yeah, for sure. And like and Falling is like his first one and it's you know, like it's, that's that's basically a student film. Yeah, it's like experimental student film. Yeah, yeah. it's um, fine. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, Insomnia is the is like really the only one I I have like no desire to rewatch. But but my God, I mean, it, I mean, just talk about a brilliant idea, which is really cool that you know it was his brother's like short story. It was completely their idea because um, they're they're great when they're they're writing together. They're great yeah. when they do original ideas. Oh man, his brother's an outstanding writer. Oh yeah, he's 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 you know done a lot of other stuff and contributed to a lot of other stuff. He did Westworld. He helped with that, and I mean you see him all over. He's but wrote he could... every Christopher Nolan movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing is is always him, his brother, and his wife Emma is there is a producer on it. So, mm-hmm. and then they usually have Wally Feister as the um, cinematographer sometimes. But but now I mean the, it's such a cool concept where it's like you know sometimes like storytelling styles like this can be gimmicky and they can kind of overtake the movie whereas they kind of become like the only interesting thing and like the movie never does anything or go goes anywhere with like the framing device but this one is it, like it doesn't feel obnoxious it's not like because i remember i don't know did you ever see that one movie vantage point i did not yeah it was this, it was this movie about like the president's assassinated and it's basically you rewatch like the same five minutes from every character's different perspective okay yeah that sounds very tarantino like yeah but it it, but it it i mean it's like kind of a cool concept in theory but when you actually watch it it just by like the fourth person when you're seeing the same like things happen you just get so bored of it whereas this movie like yeah i mean being bored is never even a concept that that occurs well because you have to pay attention too much yeah but i mean (laughs) but it's but it's still like everyone in the movie is great. Um, it's definitely did it, this movie did it come out after or before the Matrix? This was Matrix uh, came out in '99. I think it was this, after. I feel like this movie is like 2000 or something like that's that. That's why I think, yeah, because I was gonna say having Carrie Ann Moss and Joe, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name? I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know. Pan- Pantaleon. Yeah, I can never, I can never pronounce it. Yeah, but, um, he's great. Yeah, they're they're both so good. I forgot how how attractive Carrie Carrie Moss was too, because the Matrix just kind of like rough looking with like slick hair and no makeup. But but oh man, is she evil in this movie. <laughs> I mean, she was basically like the villain, kind of to many degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a movie. That's a movie I've probably only watched twice because it's just 
it's not one you just sit and rewatch a bunch of times. No, I mean I'm definitely gonna rewatch it because uh, well, I. Oh no, no, you have up. to rewatch it once like like that yeah that you have to you haven't really watched the movie until you've seen it twice (laughs) yeah but then after that it's kind of like eh, i don't need to go back to that one all the time yeah it's not like a movie you watch for fun or anything like that but yeah but my god like watch it and like i just forget how how good guy pierce is because like i i love him in every movie i see and it's like he really i mean right now he kind of does smaller movies but i mean I mean, call me crazy. I'm like, I'm thinking it because, oh, another news, Batman news we didn't talk about is that, unfortunately, it sounds like Pierce Brosnan has taken himself out of the running for Alfred for really dumb reasons. No, I didn't hear that, but that stinks. Yeah, he, he's he gone on the whole uh, diversity bandwagon, so he was asked about the new James Bond, and of course, he's like, oh, well, the new James Bond should be a female, uh, and then they asked about and then they asked about Alfred. He's like, well, Alfred should be a female. It's like, all right, never mind. I don't want you, Pierce Brosnan. Exactly. So, like, th- so watching this movie, I'm like, hey, why not Guy Pierce? I mean, he's a little bit young, but you can. I don't know. If he's, age- he's not old enough. He's he's in his fifties, but you can age him nah, up. He's. I, I don't think he's old enough. But ah, you can do it. I just I want to see Guy Pierce some more things because that's fair. My God, is he's is he so even in bad movies like that lockout movie? He's great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I gotta. Paul, I got to talk about Lockout <laughs> for a second. Lockout is in maybe the top 10 for me of most fun I've ever had watching a movie. Okay. I saw it one time. It was like at 2 in the morning with yeah, two of my friends in like whenever it came out. So I was like in high school, whenever it's sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah. Yeah, like 2 in the morning just for I don't even know why. Put put that movie on. And it was the funniest thing in the world oh, at yeah. that time. I have never seen it since. I will never watch it again because yeah. I know it will not be very good if I watch it again. Yeah, it's not good, but my God, is he but, just... But that time was so funny that I will always I will always look on that movie fondly even though I will never watch it again. Yeah, no, but I, I, I can remember that movie and I remember, yeah, not being good, but he he's great in it and I just wish like we had seen more roles of him like that because it's basically like doing John McClane, but like but different enough. And he's usually not like the the action hero kind of guy. He's usually usually the villain in a lot of stuff. But yeah. but no, like he he's he's, just, he's so good. And um, but no, I I mean I've I'm gushing over this movie. It's like oh, I'm so glad I finally watched it. But yeah, now I now I'm just waiting for Tenant like everybody else. Like oh. Uh-huh. That is true. Yeah, they finally had the first know, teaser for Tenet thank you come for... out. So uh, yeah, we saw that with uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah, it means nothing, but that doesn't matter because it's good. Don't you know, care. It's still exciting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you finally got through all your favorite director's movies, which is just dumb, but <laughs> good that it's finally happened. Yeah. All right. Well, hand it over to you. Oh. Oh but... yeah. What did I watch? Whiplash. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. I watched it. was like I watched it like the day after you told me to watch it. So it's been like two weeks now. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't see your rating on Letterbox. I'm like, what do you think? No, I yeah, no, it's up there. Um, no, okay, so Whip Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one I've been meaning to watch because a bunch of people talked about how great it was. It got you know it was all over the place as far as award season goes, and you know everyone just fawning J.K. Simmons' character and everything. And I didn't enjoy it as much as most people did. 
I think mm. it's a real I think it's a really good movie as far as just the way it was made. The the acting is amazing. Like those two guys, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, are pretty much oh, the yeah. only characters in the movie. Oh yeah. And and an unrecognizable ben, uh, Melissa Benoist. Um, yeah, yeah. Who I remember yeah. looking at and I was like, oh, she's in this movie. And then I was watching the movie and it didn't click till like the end of the movie and I was like, wait a minute, that was Melissa Benoist. So yeah. Anyway, super so, super girl, yeah. And then the dad, and then a couple of the other kid, like other students, yeah, and that's Paul that. That's it. Like that's all there are. And so, and I do like that a lot because you're just focusing on the, on those few people in there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. It just didn't it didn't connect with me as much as some other movies. Like it's one of those movies where I'm watching, like I know this is good, but I just. I don't know. I just didn't care as much as I guess other people did. I still enjoyed it. And then the ending, the ending was, it threw me off. I was totally threw thrown off. off by the ending because I had heard people talk about how like great this ending is. Yeah. And so the whole time, like as we were leading up, I was like, all right, someone's just going to snap and someone's just going to kill someone. And I was ready <laughs> for something wild like that to happen with the way people talk. And then, and then that didn't happen, but I was like tensed up waiting for something like that to happen the whole time. But then it was yeah. him just totally showing him up. And that was, that was awesome. That, yeah. The, that the, was the awesome. The drum solo is so cool. Like, I mean, like I, like, I don't even care if it was actually him doing it or what. Hang on, but... Ian, Ian, Ian. You're oh. buzzing horribly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, how about now? Huh? How about now? It's really quiet. How about now? I can barely hear you. Uh, I haven't touched anything. Alright, it might be better now. Now? Maybe. Any better? I think so. Okay. Oh, all right. So, uh, anyway, we were yeah. talking about the ending. No, the freaking ending. Uh, I mean, it, it is so good. Like, again, like I don't care if Miles Teller like actually learned and was doing that himself or whatever. But like, oh my god, just I mean, it looked like I mean, it looked like it was actually him drumming like in the frame. Like it yeah. wasn't like post production or anything. But like it, and I just love, of course, like J.K. Simmons absolutely deserved to win from that. I mean, just from that scene alone, where. He goes from trying to completely destroy his career, and then as soon as he sees uh, like that this kid actually has what it takes, he is like just completely into it. Like you know, he helps like um like reset his symbols at one point. Yeah, and he's like just captivated. Like oh, that scene just uh, gets me every time. Yeah, but see, I still didn't care because I was still like, no, you are a horrible person and i don't care if you're happy now like that didn't make me feel good about the situation i mean it's it's kind yeah i mean it's it's kind of a dark ending um you know the way you take from it because yeah i mean i mean he's awful in this movie he's awful what he does to him right but i mean to me it's kind of like he he, i don't know it's like how much of a question of is like is he just really does he really think this kid has it and it's just trying to push him to the other breaking point but um, I mean, I don't I like. I don't know. I guess it says a little bit about you the way you kind of feel about the ending. But yeah. I, I loved it. I loved that. Like to me, it was like it was more of a hopeful ending. It was like he had finally gotten the studio he was always looking for. Yeah. No. That. that no. That made that makes sense for sure because of what he was saying earlier in the uh, in the movie. But uh, right. Yeah. The ending was awesome. The drumming stuff was awesome. Oh yeah. 
whoever they did they got to do that or however they did that was was really impressive because it's almost all like full shots. Oh yeah. Of of the of all the drumming going on. So again, I don't know how much was done for real. I I don't know, but to me that that's just even more impressive. Yeah. Because you don't know, and it, and it looks it looks a lot of it looks real. So that was awesome, oh, right. and it's an interesting look. It was also a really interesting look into this like world of I don't even know how to describe this world of like high art. Yeah, I mean like competitive. Yeah, you know. because it's stuff that literally does not matter. Oh like, yeah, at all. Like it doesn't matter to anybody except for these hundred people or whoever it is. Like, the, yeah. however many critics there are, like that's it. Nobody cares. Because it all is good. These are all amazing musicians playing amazing music. And that that's really all 99%, 99.8% of anyone actually cares about. Yeah. It's like this one or two points of a percentage of people that, that this is kind of for. And so it's just interesting looking into just how this is. Another thing like that. Is like, you know, anything, well, it's anything like that, but you see that a lot with ballet. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's the same type of thing. I mean, I watched Black Swan a month or so ago. Yeah, a good example. It's it's like that, too, where it's, you know, it's these minute little detail things that really nobody cares about except for critics and teachers. Exactly. Yeah, make or break. But it's the biggest deal, and it destroys people and all stuff. And it's just such a weird. It's such a foreign con, and I don't mean foreign as like not American, but it's such a foreign concept to just the normal person, um, because it's just such a select group of people that are that good enough at anything, for stuff like that to matter. So that's just that's that's always been fascinating to me to look at just stuff like that of the best of the best type things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that was that, that was really cool just just looking at stuff like that. But yeah. So I'm glad I finally finally got got that one watched. So you still like you like you like uh, La La Land better better though. Yeah, as a movie, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, La La, La Land I, I enjoy. But cool. um they're not even close to the same thing, but No, I mean, the only common thing they have is like jazz about, thing. yeah about jazz but yeah they're completely different movies that is a good point oh yeah that is a good point they pretty much are yeah 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 yeah, yeah and fair. luckily and luckily he did a uh, first man after this because everyone's like all right after la la land no more jazz <laughs> you, you gotta do something else yeah there's definitely a thread going on there uh, with uh oh, damien sure. giselle there, there's a there, there there's a thread there he i think he i think he likes jazz a little bit no kidding <laughs> All right, so that was uh, this week's movie swamp, and um, so now it's time to move on to the next one. So, um, Ian, you want to tell me what what you want me to watch? Yeah, so I've got mine pulled up here. So I'm trying to think because the last two movies you didn't really love, so I'm trying to find a movie that you would actually really like. And this is hard torn between a couple but i think keeping with guy pierce i'm gonna have you watch uh la confidential oh okay the nicholas cage movie no this is um this is like uh i forget the the director i think it's like curtis curtis something it's um it's like a murder not murder mystery but yeah curtis hansen it's a 
movie came out in the late 90s it's like set in the in the 50s you know like the the golden era of hollywood and stuff but it's about like um it's about like cops and stuff uh it's got guy pierce russell crowe kevin spacey kim basinger dane devito james cromwell and a bunch of other people um okay it's it's really good it's about kind of like the mob kind of like the mob hollywood and like police stuff um and kind of like you know the 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 climate of the fifties, like you know, with like race relations stuff like that. It's not like you know, preacher or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. no, it's really good. Um, Russell Crowe is great in it. I mean, Guy Pearce is great, but his character is kind of a he's kind of like the uptight, you know, you know, do gooder. So like he, you know, his character is as cool compared to Russell Crowe, who's like he just like beats up anyone who like especially like hurts women. Mm-hmm. He just does whatever he wants, but it's a really good movie, and I, I think you'll actually like it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one I've seen stuff before, but never really even looked into what it was or anything. I've yeah, just it's, seen it's, the name and the, the poster and stuff around, so, all right. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, very cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to to checking that one out. All right, now for, uh, for Ian to watch, this is always tough because there's so many of these movies. I'm just looking, I'm like, man... You haven't seen any movie before 1980, and there's all these movies <laughs> that you need to see. But I'm, I'm not going to – very few, but I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to oh. go more modern. Oh. And this is a movie from about eight years ago at this point, and you're going to watch one of my favorite movies, Moneyball. Oh, yes. Because Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I love, well, this has everything that I love in it. I love baseball. Baseball movies are the best sports movies by far. Um, yeah, i is This is one of the best ones, in my opinion. Uh, this is one of, I love, I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan, and this is one of his best performances. And it's just something that's so interesting. They take front office baseball, statistics, stuff like that, and make it incredibly interesting. And so, and so for me, it's just a lot of fun to watch because you just, you never get to see this. Like even in the sports world, you don't really see a lot of this type of stuff. It's mostly on field stuff. So it's, it's really interesting. And I, I forgot how well this movie was like critically received. Like I, I forgot that this movie was up for best picture that Brad Pitt was nominated for best actor. Like I, I totally forgot about all that. Um, cause I, yeah, it kinda, it kinda I'm just used the... to sports movies, not getting any credit as far as stuff like that goes. So that's very true. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. Yep. Yep. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it as well. Chris Pratt. Yep. Yep. This is, this is before Chris Pratt broke. This oh, okay. was still early Chris Pratt. And, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. and yeah, he's, he's great. Um, yeah, so th- this is a really fun movie and just a really well done. I mean, it's an Aaron Sorkin script as well. So I was gonna say I can't remember if he wrote he wrote it or not. Yeah, he did. Um, so that's just Sweet. another another step in the right direction as far as a movie goes. Um, so yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it, and that's what you're gonna watch. All right, awesome. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting to watch this movie, but I just yeah I haven't gotten around to it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Ian's gonna watch Moneyball, and I'm gonna watch L.A. Confidential. So that'll be All our right. next uh, next movie swaps. All right, so that does it for that part of the podcast, and now it's time to uh, 
actually kind of hunker down and watch Hush. <laughs>